3: And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we work on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going deep, deep, deep here. I've got three different emails of people that... Uh, are interesting, to say the least, almost make you cry, to say the worst. Guys, a lot of people think that you become wealthy by working and saving and maybe investing wisely and so on and so forth, but the reality is is that there are so many variables that come into play that the average person doesn't have the mental capacity to understand. Now, it's not that they're stupid. It's just that they've never been trained to think like someone who has money. Rich people think differently than poor people. Poor people think about ways to maintain their poverty, ways to maintain their middle-class status. They perfect middle-class status. They perfect poverty. And rich people perfect wealth. Now, I want to try to show you some of this today. And I'm not trying to tear down the three different people, the three different emails that I have here. In fact, I won't use their name. And I have to tell the story for you to get it across how ridiculous it is. But I've got to show you that the average person maybe even you has no idea at all what you're talking about when it comes to money. And I would tell you that you need to come in and take classes and learn and get educated because those classes will give you an understanding not only about how to buy a house, what, how to rent a house, how to buy an apartment, how to rent an apartment, how to maintain the apartments, how to raise capital, how to get funding, how to do loans, all the technical stuff that most of you listening believe is important. You out there believe that those technical things are what made me successful. And I will share with you that although I know all those technical things, I found each and every one of them out the moment I needed it, not a moment before. And not much, much later after, otherwise it was because it was a mistake that I didn't learn it and the message came back and bit me in the you-know-what. So as I go through these, I want to take them apart. As you've seen me do this before, I take emails apart paragraph by paragraph, sentence by sentence, and just show you they're just ignorance. And ignorance is such a mean word, but it is ignorance of life of money, of reality. It doesn't mean they're ignorant and they can't read. They probably can read better or write better than I can. They probably definitely spell better than I spell. I can't spell at all. It's not that kind of ignorance, right? Uh, What are the presidents since the beginning of time? You know, that's good piece of information. It's totally useless, but it's good piece of information. There's a lot of stuff. What are the capitals of all the states? There's a lot of stuff that you learned in school. It was information, but it had nothing to do with life. The most uncommon thing in life itself, right, it's common sense. It's just not there. Now, as I go through this, I'm going to break down another theory, and that is that there are going to people and going away from people. Going to people are people that want something, and they're driven to get it. And going away from people are running away from pain, running away from some fear, and they do anything they can do to get away from that fear or to lessen that fear and to protect themselves from that potential problem. So there's the going to people and the going away people, right? And I'm going to try to break that into this conversation also, but it's difficult because the stories that I have here themselves are interesting enough. But we'll try to thread it in there that, hey, what kind of person do you think these were? Because that going to and or going away from thread, which sometimes I call A personalities and B personalities, right? And uh, that is really more commonly what I call it, the A personality, the B personality. I think Tony Robbins calls it the going to and the going away from personalities um, is really something that also colors all these points I'm going to make today. So I'm going to start with this email that says, uh, and by the way, I I got this from someone who had a question for me, and I don't mean to be rude. In fact, it's it's a she. She's got a bunch of questions for me, and at the very end, I'll try to answer some of the questions, but really the answer to the question is everything you're talking about, thinking about, and doing are wrong. (laughs) But... It's, let's go ahead and get into it so that you can learn something about this. It says, good morning. A little over a year ago, my husband and I purchased a piece of land for less than $50,000 at the coast. Now, what does that mean, at the coast? She goes on and says, the lot, so it's just a lot, we purchased is not a waterfront property. It's just a water view. Okay. So that means it's in a, I guess, on a street or a subdivision or something where they're not the houses along the beach. They're not along the waterfront. They're just a block away, two blocks away. You could be five blocks away and still see the water and be, you know, in view, have a water view, right? So the first thing you need to understand is that the difference in value between being right on the water And being anywhere near the water is astronomically different. Astronomically. I mean, to own a piece of land where you have an ocean front frontage, you've got actual ocean frontage. And that's not to say, okay, I've got ocean frontage across the street from a park. That's still ocean view. You don't have ocean frontage. You can't go in your front yard, your backyard, or whatever, and run down to the beach and put your little canoe in and, you know, swim. So that's very important to understand that difference there. Because, she goes on and says, but the house right next to it is waterfront property, and it recently sold for $1.2 million. Now think about that. What is she saying? A house with a lot that's waterfront property. So I was very excited to think that we got a hell of a deal and that recent sale should help us increase our property's value tremendously, okay? But the question is, is that true? And the reality is it has no truth to that statement whatsoever, none, because the property she bought is still what it is. It's a lot, and it's water view, whatever that means. So whatever it was when she bought it, that's what it is. Now, this other property, and here's the kinds of things she doesn't even think about, is in a waterfront lot. Well, which lot is larger? She didn't mention that. And really size a lot. And the other thing she just left out completely is the $1.2 million home. They bought a home for $1.2 million. You could have the exact same size lot. And let's just say they're both not on the water or they both are on the water. And you being a poor, broke person that you are middle-class American that thinks $50,000 is something you would buy a lot and do, which is really, I'm going to get into this in a second, one of the dumbest things you could possibly do is buy raw land. But you're dumb enough to believe that's the thing to do with your money, with your 50000 bucks, And to think that that kind of money, you are going to afford to build a $1.2 million home on your lot? No, you're not. You're going to put a mobile home or a trailer on there. Or you're going to build a little shanty shack. Has nothing to do with it. Take a break. We'll come back. Go deeper. There's way more.
3: Hearing the Dell Wamsley radio show. Got questions? Email Dell at askdell at com. That's askdell at com. More life changing wisdom when Dell returns in moments.
4: I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason you're the accountant, you're the CPA. You're the the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here. And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on. Right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich, is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there.
5: Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com. You allowed 15,000 members into your sandbox. Thank you. And so that speaks volume. So for that and as a family. So you know
4: why I did that? Everybody always asks, why did you do this? Because I was an ugly kid. <laughs> my parents used to have to put a pork chop around my neck so the dog would play with me. And so I always wanted to have friends, and I figured if I could make people rich, they might be my friend.
6: Join Dell and his successful friends. Start with a free online workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
4: So when I say be ready, number one, to get ready you better, join up Lifestyles Unlimited and learn all these things we're talking about. You're out there piddling, you know, Internet information and your buddy's information or your dad's information. It's not going to get you the results that we're talking about. You're going to have to be educated in what we're doing.
5: Learn from the people that are already where you want to be. Join us for the free online workshop at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
3: Tiring America, one person at a time. This is the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Now, more unconventional wisdom from your host, Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are tearing apart emails of people that have asked me questions. And uh, sincerely, you don't want to insult people, but the bottom line is, if I don't insult the ignorance behind the basis of the questions and the emails, Then I'm not doing what I was put on this earth to do, which is to teach you guys how to end up wealthy like I am and not middle class like you are right now. Um, so we were you're gonna have to go back to segment one to be able to pick up where' wrap it I'm going to bring you in this lady wants to buy a lot or had bought a lot on the water shouldn't say where it is um, it wasn't on the water though it was off the water but it had water view in the same neighborhood somebody sold a house for 1.2 million dollars on a water front lot and I made the point that none of those had anything to do with each other. Uh, She then goes on now and gets really confusing. He says, but the other day I found another property on the water. I'm just debating if I should sell the land I have and get the waterfront lot. Okay, so here's where it gets interesting. This particular lot is much smaller than our property, and the houses around it are not valued as high as the property we currently own. The houses around the property we currently own, well, she doesn't own a house. She owns a lot. And what she's really saying is, is that she could move out of a nicer neighborhood where the houses are nicer and move into a poor. And by the way, they don't live there. They own a lot. And all this discussion is over a lot. This has nothing on it, right? So they could buy and have a lot instead of having a lot in a neighborhood where the houses are nicer. She could own a lot in a neighborhood that the houses aren't as nice, but it can be on the water. So it's on the water compared to not on the water. But it's still just a lot. And if she builds in there, it's going to be in a lesser quality neighborhood. Okay. Goes on and says our property is in the city, the one they own right now, which makes it nicer. Okay. To be in the city is nicer. It's newer. It's cleaner. And the second property is outside of the city, limits which I always feel is questionable. So think about this. What is she saying? I moved out. I can go out in the middle of nowhere where there's no city facilities, I guess is what she's trying to say. I mean, water, sewer, electric, whatever, uh, city taking care of things, you know, roads, grocery stores, things to enjoy your life with. And I can go out into the country somewhere and buy this lot out in the middle of nowhere, but get waterfront property. Or I could keep this one. It goes on and says, I love the lower taxes. Of course there's lower taxes. The property isn't worth Nearly as much, but the lot and the house around it are mixed of decent and junky RVs. There we go. There we go. I brought it up. I didn't even realize it was in the email. Remember what I said? This is like middle class slum thinking. And if she would even think about moving into a neighborhood where there's RVs and motorhomes and junk houses, that tells you who she is. That's blue collar. That's low-end white collar. That is the stuff I grew up with my whole life where the people, I mean, my grandparents had a cabin on a muddy river called Mississippi where there were snakes and rats, and it was disgusting. But it was their cabin. They thought it was so cool because it was on the water. It's just insane. So now she's going to own a lot in a junk neighborhood, right? Goes on and says, I don't think we can afford to have two properties. Now she wants to own both at once. But I'm also open to being creative with financing the other property if we can have the second property. Now, guys, think about why this person's broke, why they're thinking about moving in with a place with motorhomes and mobile homes and why they're blue collar, white collar, whatever it is. And I'm saying this brutally because I'm trying to tell you it's obvious they take their hard-earned dollars and buy a $50,000 lot that they're never going to build on. Because if all they can afford is a $50,000 lot, it's obvious that they're broke. And if they're willing to move into a neighborhood, a slum neighborhood, to get to be on the water, that proves they have no taste, no quality recognition of anything in life. All they want is just waterfront property. Something in their brain, little worms went into their ears, crawl up in their ears, and tickled their brain and said, waterfront property, waterfront property, waterfront property. Reminds me of that dog commercial on TV where he goes, peanut butter, peanut butter box, peanut butter box, peanut butter box. And there's no peanut butter in the box. It's a Chewy's box. It's a medicine box, but he thinks there's peanut butter in there. Peanut butter box. This lady thinks waterfront property, waterfront property. What, what the heck does waterfront property mean? It means you get your house blown down when there's a storm. It means the the, the salt rusts away your car and your everything you own. They have a nice view. But it's not life and death. And what's even more interesting is she's not even going to be able to build a house. I've seen so many people go out and buy themselves a second home lot thinking someday I'll build on the lot. No, you don't go build on the lot. You take the money that you've got in this house and you get rid of it, or this lot, sell the lot. When you take that money, and if you can figure out how to buy both of them, then take the double the money and invest it, and make money, be wealthy, And then when you're wealthy, you can go back and buy the $1.2 million home or build the $1.2 million home, which is really the end result, the end goal. The lot is not the goal, but you'll never get to the goal because you own the lot. Do you not see that? Do you think you're building a $1.2 million house with Legos? And you're buying each week a box of Legos and you're going to go out there and build a little bit more of the house. They do that in Mexico, by the way, because they don't finance things. I've been down there. You'll see thousands of houses that are like four bricks high. And then you come back a year from and then they're 12 bricks high or 18 bricks high because they can only buy bricks when they get paid. And then they come over and put a few more bricks on. Are you gonna do that and live at that level, third world level of expectancy your whole life? It's unbelievable. But by the way, this is not the only person. This is almost everybody I know that's middle class thinks the same way. That's why they stay middle class. Now, we've only got a minute left and I can't get all these questions in, but I just want you to hear the ridiculous questions. Property one is not paid off. Property one is not paid off. The lot, a $50,000 lot, she couldn't even afford to buy that. How does she think she's going to build a $1.2 million house or any house of any consequence if she can't pay cash for a $50,000 lot? But we can use what's left as collateral for property too. Whew. We got to take a break. I got to go. I don't want to miss this. We got to come back after this break and I'm going to go deeper into what this lady's questions were for me because the questions themselves merit a trip to the funny farm. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show.
3: The lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments.
6: Single-family houses and apartments are the key to passive income, aka retirement. No one knows this better than America's most successful investor, educator, self-made multimillionaire, and CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Meet Dill's team live in Austin two days only at the Hilton Garden Inn North, Saturday and Sunday, October 28th and 29th. To attend, register now at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. That's GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Register today at
4: GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Your challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. That's half of your challenge. And until you can come up with that belief system, until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. So you need to get in here and meet some people.
6: Join us for the next free workshop and meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited that will share Del Wamsley's belief system and empower you to take the steps you need to be successful. Register at
4: lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. I was at a seminar one time and a guy was sitting up there and he was saying, what you really need is you need the young, aggressive entrepreneur people to go out there and take that money and invest it with them. I walked up to the front of the stage and I said, hey, I'm that guy you're talking about that should be mentoring these people on how to do this. The guy goes, sir, we don't allow solicitation. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm here to tell you I'm exactly the guy you were telling them to look for. And I'm willing to help them for nothing. And the guy goes, if you don't stop soliciting, I'm gonna to have to have security come and get you. And I said, I can see you're a scam. I'll just leave. Everything I said had gone through the intercom. So I walked out of the seminar room and 200 people followed me. And that's how Lifestyles are started.
5: Are you ready to get up and follow Dale? Join us today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
3: You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today I intended to go through three emails uh, to share with you bad ideas and how middle-class people get stuck in the middle-class lifestyle for the rest of their life. But I've got on one here that just, it was just so full of, of material that I just had to keep going. It's still, there's still one paragraph left, which is the questions. All the stuff that the premises that she used to get to the questions, the premises themselves are upside down, backwards and silly. Don't make any sense. Uh, to a person that understands what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. I know thousands of you are listening going, man, you're laughing your butt off right now. Uh, but that's kind of unfair. And I say that only because I don't want to hurt the lady's feelings too bad. I'm sure she's probably crying right now. But the bottom line is maybe she knows. Maybe her husband knows. Maybe her husband's saying, honey, you're an idiot. And uh, I'm glad Del Wamsley spoke to you. And maybe it will save their marriage because she wants to do something this stupid. So what does she want to do? She wants to buy a lot. She already owns a lot that's useless. She says it's Waterview. It's useless. They can't build on it. In fact, they still owe money on the lot. They only paid $50,000 for the lot, and they're talking about it being, wow, worth a lot because somewhere close to it, somebody sold a $1.2 million home. There's no $1.2 million home on a $50,000 lot. I'll guarantee you that right now. I'm willing to bet you your entire net worth. That lot that that house is on is nothing, nothing close to the value of the lot you bought. Goes on and says, uh, Property one is not paid off, but I'm used to it. Uh, I could use it to collateralize property two. So, what does she want to do now? As if bad is not bad, let's add insult to injury. I already own one property that's useless, that makes me no money at all, sends me no cash flow that I'll never really be able to build on because I don't have the money to do it or I wouldn't be having these stupid conversations with myself. Uh, and now I want to buy a second one. I'm going to go deeper into debt. You're in debt for something that doesn't make you money. Now you want to use what, leverage, what little collateral you have in the property to buy another property to go deep into debt that doesn't make you any money. If you'd work that hard to get rich, you could get rich. But you're working that hard to get poorer to go further in debt. There's no value to these lots. They are not investments, no matter what you think. Uh, second point property one is not paid off, but we have some equity in the home, our home in San Antonio. Uh, can we get a home equity loan and use that for a down payment? There you go. Let's go even further in debt. Now, I tell people all the time they should go into debt on their personal residence to go and buy investment properties. That's a logical thing to do. You take money that's sitting there doing nothing, and you go buy something that makes you money. That's a logical thing to do. You take debt equity and make it productive. But to take debt equity and buy more debt equity is the dumbest thing. That Think about this. One lot, of debt equity. She wants to go into more debt equity in her house, more debt in her house, to buy another lot of debt equity. That's three stupid things wrapped into one idea. I don't even think I could make up something that dumb. If I wanted to make this email up, I couldn't do it. I guarantee you three bad ideas wrapped together in one bad idea punch. The next thing she says is, do we try to buy the waterfront property and make it contingent on the sale of property number one? Now that's a real estate question and that could probably happen right now. And the reason why that could probably happen is because it's a, it's a buyer's market right now not a seller's market. And because it's a seller's market, um, People aren't, they're not able to sell this stuff, especially some blank, empty lot. It's useless. People that are going into a recession, and that's the other thing this lady doesn't get. We are currently headed for a recession, and she wants to go deeper into debt in the face of a recession to buy more properties that have debt and no cash flow, have no asset value. She can end up buying both of these properties go deeper into debt on a personal residence, the recession hit, both of the lots become worthless, she can't sell them to get any money, she loses, or her husband loses their job, and they can't pay for their home in San Antonio, which has more debt on it, and they could lose their personal residence. And all in all, for those triple stupid ideas wrapped together into one major decision, they could go broke in the next recession. And if they did... I would get the email. Well, you know, it was some things. The recession came. It wasn't really fair. Da, 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 da. Nothing that the government, even Joe Biden is insane as he is right now. Nothing Joe Biden could do would whack you out more than the personal decision this person's ready to make. Number four, do you just pass and stay with property? Number one. As the value will grow and we should enjoy the deal we got on it. You know what happened? She came out the other side of insanity and took a breath of air and goes, "Ah, I'm just dreaming. I'm just thinking stupid stuff and maybe I should just stay where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, but I will tell you this. There's more to it than that. You should sell the lot you have before the lot values become worthless in this next recession. You need the money, you should take the money and go invest. Then you should go get an equity loan against your personal residence and take that money and go invest. Buy yourself some rental houses or buy yourself a fourplex or buy yourself a small apartment, whatever you can afford to buy. But that's what you need to do. Everything you outlined on this email is wrong. The least of all the wrong things you could do is stay right where you're at. You've already made that bad decision, and if you're in love with it and you think you're someday going to be able to either sell that lot for profit or build something on it or whatever it is that you're dreaming is going to happen before you die, before your kids go to college, before you get broke, before you get sick, before your car breaks down, before the world ends, before you lose your job. All that stuff in the future for a lot that's just sitting there costing you money. You're paying property taxes on it. Remember, it's in the city. She said she had to pay more property taxes on it because it's in the city. So you're paying property taxes on something that's giving you no value whatsoever. And you're just doing it. So, hey, if that's what you want to continue to do, you've done a dumb thing, you want to continue doing a dumb thing, that's fine. But if you want my advice, and you did write me, which means you think you want my advice, I would definitely change your position. Now, is this lady a going to or a going away from person? This is a going to person. She is a type A personality. Whatever she wants, she wants. She doesn't have any logical ability to think it through and to come up with the ability to say, boy, this is really stupid. Uh, a type B person would have tore this idea apart in a million different ways. They would have thought of all these different things that I came up with and they would have been afraid of all of them. Now, interestingly enough, if she's married, that's a really interesting combination because maybe the husband's telling her all that stuff, and she's going, yeah, you want to sleep on the couch, buddy? Just keep telling me. Just keep telling me I'm wrong. You'll sleep on the couch. I guarantee you. All right? The next one I want to go into uh, It's an interesting one here. It says, thank you for reaching out. I'm emailing you. Uh, I'm emailing you on July 21, I am too old. And you, re- oh, this person emailed me a long time ago and said, I'm too old to do this stuff. And you replied uh, and even read it on the air. I have been a member since June of 21. So I guess after I told her, she said it was too old or he said it was too old to do this. I said, I don't think so. Uh, you gave me suggestions that I took. I have saved almost 50000 and my mom now is, a, is in assisted living and part you did not suggest. Now, another curveball was thrown. This is also a house I reside in. If I buy this house, I have no passive income. All right. So there's, I asked him, who is they, by the way? And they said, well, it's, I think it's my brother. His brother wants him to buy the house. So here's what you got. You got a mother and you've got a guy living in mom's house and they just put mom in assisted living. You got a brother and the brother saying, Hey, get out of mom's house, Mom needs that money to pay for her assisted living. And the guy's going, well, if I do that, then I don't have any cash flow. (laughs) Okay. You don't have any cash flow. So the cash flow is coming from what? Living in mom's house? He goes on and says, I joined Lifestyles because everything I've heard has made so much sense. I now feel stuck. I have been pre-qualified through Gateway Mortgage if I suggested I do a quick claim deed and do a cash out in six months. More than anything, I'm tired, tired of working 70 hours a week, and I want to have what you have and want to give back. Well, you know, guys, look at this situation. He's living at mom's house. I think he believes that if he moves out of mom's house, he's not going to qualify for a loan to be able to go buy something is what I think it comes down to. His dilemma is his brother wants him out of the house. When we come back, we'll discuss what do you think the best idea would be. We'll be right back with the Bell the Radio Show.
3: About today's teaching? Want to know more? Attend a free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com. More life changing principles in moments when the Dell Momsley radio show continues.
5: Lifestyles Unlimited says the things you can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, or your spouse. Need us to deliver the message? Don't worry. We podcast every broadcast at LifestylesUnlimited.com slash radio. Go to LifestylesUnlimited.com slash radio and turn up your speakers for everyone to hear. We deliver unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day. LifestylesUnlimited.com slash radio or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: For 30 years, I've taken the smartest people I could find and then held them up as examples for you guys to learn from. We're all only as strong as our best people. But the best part about this is that these best people are willing to give back.
6: Ready to learn from the best? It starts with our free online workshop. Stop depending on your paycheck. Quit worrying about retirement. Register now at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
4: Right now, we're coming upon a great opportunity. It's that time in which you're going to find that the marketplace is changing And it is shifting to a buyer's market away from a seller's market. Number one, the brokers don't want you to know that. They're going to do everything they can do to keep you from believing the truth. Number two, the sellers don't want to believe it, although in the back of their minds, they know it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will crater for you. But some people are going to be in those situations where they have to negotiate for deals, and you've got to be there. Now, if you're not there, you won't get one.
5: Join us for the free online workshop, and we'll show you how to be in the right place at the right time in any market cycle. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
3: Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Got a question? Call 855-497-4DELL. That's 855-497-4335. Or email Dell at askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com.
4: Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been going through emails and discussing really difficult situations where people are m- making really bad decisions and or trying not to make very bad decisions. This is one where a gentleman contacted me months ago, said he was older, too old to get started investing and so forth. And, uh, I told him, well, if you believe that, but the reality is many people here are older. I'm 66 years old. I'm still doing it. And, uh He went on and said that uh, he saved up like $50,000, so he's ready to start buying stuff. But um, his mother got sent to—him and his brother sent his mother to an uh, old folks home or whatever it's called. And um, now his brother is suggesting— that and i want to read this to you because it it says uh thank you for responding when i say that i'm referring to my brother the house is being left to both of us and he does not want the house he suggests that i buy it uh for the funds so his brother doesn't want the house his brother wants the equity out of the house um and interesting he says his brother does not want the house but they're going to suggest that we buy the funds to pay for mother's care, and if she should pass away within the next couple of years, we could split what was left over of the money. So what he's trying to do is he's saying, look, and they both have power of attorney also on this. What he's saying is really fair. He's saying, you've got an asset there that she's leaving to both of us. We each have half, half the value, and I want my half out of it. So why don't you buy me out of this situation? And the brother's going, and because the brother, he, first he's saying, I want to sell the thing. And then he's saying um, the other brother saying the one that uh, is a member is saying, well, I don't want to do that because I live there. And um, so the other brother said, well, then if you want to live there, then just buy it and get me out of the deal. I want my money out. I want my share out of the deal. Well, if he gets his money out of the deal, then, you know, they say, well, the, the sale, if he buys it, the money would go to his mom and the mom, you know, they would use it to pay for uh, her care. Really, I think what's two things here you have to look at. Number one, I think he thinks that if he sells the house and he has to go rent somewhere, that that's going to make it so he can't qualify for a loan. I don't believe that. But if it's true, he would have to follow up and make sure that is true. Secondly, if that's the case, then he likes the fact that he lives with no rent. He might want to just go ahead and make a deal with his brother where he pays for his mother's uh, hospice care. And uh, he does it out of his pocket, but doesn't show it as an expense so that he qualifies for a loan still um, as opposed to, you know, actually showing that he pays rent. But I really don't believe that's the case. What I do believe, though, is that, unfortunately for me, the gentleman that's asking the question, which is member, members on the wrong side of this argument, the truth of the matter is they need to sell this house. They need to sell it right now. And that's why I say these are the emails of dumb poverty, is that when you're poor and you— you're barely making it in life. You just think like pover- impoverished poor people. This case, there's absolutely no reason you want to keep your mother's house. There's nobody to maintain it. Although he's living there, you know, it, 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 the brother, one brother is being taken disadvantage of because of it, it and or they're making it difficult to get the, mother, the money to get to the mother. Um, the first, the second brother is actually right. They should sell it, and pay for mothers take care Uh, it's her asset don't worry about the fact you want to live in it i know he's my member and i'm arguing against his position but that's just the way it is the truth sometimes all right the next one is a guy contacted me and he was thinking about being a member of lifestyles but he was really kind of um apprehensive until he came in and went through the classes and met all the people and then he became you know really excited about it But he said he'd gotten burnt by somebody else, and I asked him if he'd share who he got burnt by because I wanted to be able to um, share it with you guys so you don't get burnt by the same system. And he said he wouldn't give me the specific guy's name, I don't think, um, because he's in a lawsuit with him trying to get his money back from him. He says, thanks for asking about it. I'd let you use my name in likeness. But once the the lawsuit is over, you can use my name in likeness. It was for a company to build a done-for-you dropshipping website and run it for me, but they didn't complete the work and are refusing to return the money. I paid them $25,000 for them to do a 50-50 partnership in this deal where we ran the site, and the minute they were supposed to get work, they claimed they couldn't do it because the market crashed. Apparently, the part you want to watch out for is done for you as they were never going to do it in the first place. Just take the money and run. I would just recommend anyone stay away from affiliate marketing or drop shipping type programs as it seems there are more scams than there are legitimate businesses in that space. Trying to follow your program now though, so won't be looking at any of that stuff again and going to focus on real estate moving forward. Really appreciate the program you've put together and can't wait to get through it. All right, well that was the good news. Well, no, there's not good news. He got burnt and he didn't get his money back. I thought for a second he might be getting his money back. Let's go to one more email here. Or one more thing, and it's interesting. And a guy sent me this email, and he said this was a um, big-name economist named Rubinini. Rubinini. A New York University, well, that says something's from New York, University economist, professor, and CEO of Rumini Macro Associates correctly predicted the 2008 financial crisis has earned the mantra of Dr. Doom for his pessimistic views. He predicts the U.S. will fall into a deep recession by the year's end and called anyone who still believes that it's a soft landing is possibly delusional. He also wanted warn that the era of great stagflation Instability lies ahead with massive insolvencies and decading cascading financial crisis worldwide in the coming years. He recommends real estate as one of the hedges against inflation, but he offers a caveat with regards to climate change. Now, you got to get this one. He says, Don't buy real estate in Florida or Texas. Now, everything else he just said, I agree with. I, I see that there could be a gigantic blow up again, just like there was in 2008. Really, the Jimmy Carter type thing is really what you're really looking at. Massive inflation, stagflation, the whole bit. But he says, don't go to Florida because it's going to be in the sea, and don't go to Texas because it's going to be too hot to live there. (laughs) It takes all kinds. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the Del Wamsey Radio Show. See you then.